5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis. Let's talk about birds and birds of prey particularly because kestrels, nankeen kestrels is what they're called. They're, I suppose, they're like falcons. We'll get a definite description as to what sort of bird they're related to. But these birds, which you, you see them when you're driving around the country a lot, really. They're just hovering up in the air during the daytime and uh, all of a sudden they will swoop down because something they uh, think is tasty has been spotted below them. So off they go. They're starting to do this in more built-up areas, urban areas, cities, including Adelaide. And apparently there are Nanking kestrels living in the city. Who would have thought? From the Flinders Uni Bird Lab, raptor ecologist Taylor Headland is on the line, PhD student. And uh, Taylor, good evening to you. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Good to be on here. So you're, you're trying to find people who have spotted them in the city. Yes, that's right. We're um, in in the first field season of of my PhD, and um, yeah, looking for any uh, information on any nesting sites uh, within the city uh, where these where these birds might be found. Specifically, the CBD itself is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, in the CBD, and then yeah, fan, fanning out into suburbia as well. Yeah, okay. specifically looking for any nest. That's right. Right. So, I mean, these are essentially falcons, aren't they? Yes, yeah, so from the from the falcon family, that's correct. The fact they're in the city is that unusual, or is it just a sign of suburbia m- merging with rural areas? No, no, it's, it's not on not uncommon at all. Um, peregrine falcons known to nest in cities all over the world, hmm. um, and they're highly adaptable uh, birds that see building ledges um, as analogous to cliffs. Um, and that's exactly what the kestrels are, are doing as well. And particularly for the for the peregrines, the, the pigeons, you know, they inhabit the city and they're very common. They're their main food source. And, and for the kestrels, things like mice and lizards, um, even small birds are their main food source. And, and that's why they're able to, to thrive in city. They're not particularly big. I, I've seen a photo on the media release with you today and you're holding mm-hmm. one and they don't look like massive birds. No, no, they're, they're quite small. Um, when they're soaring around, they they do look larger than they appear when when they're in the hand. So yeah, they uh, they can be they can be difficult to to spot um, on building ledges. Um, that's for sure. So they're they're out there somewhere, and, and you're pretty sure they're in the CBD. Yes, that, that's correct. We um we had um, information on a nesting location somewhere in, in the city for last year. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to spot them um, this year. Um, but they're around the city, uh, that's for sure. The fact that they're here, so they're nesting on buildings, which to them is the equivalent of a, a cliff. Is that their normal habitat to be up high, so what they can they can peer over in case they spot something? Is that is that the thinking? Yeah, so ra- raptors love to love to perch um, on a vantage point, um, and that just gives them the lay of the land. And and then if they if they see something they like, so you know, like a a lizard or a mouse or, or a little insect, they can they can go and um, swoop down onto that, catch it, um, and they either eat on the wing or they'll or they'll um, perch and then eat it as well. So yeah, they love to be up high. They're up high. Their their vision must be pretty intense. Yes, yeah. Their um, their eyes uh, are very impressive. Um, even uh, when they're born as as chicks, their their eyes are, are large. Uh, even then. 
And so, yeah, they, they use that to, to great advantage. How many do you reckon there would be in the city? Is it just a nesting pair or oh, I suppose they, they stick around, do they? The, the father would come back with food to feed the, the nest, I imagine. Yes, that's correct. Um, it's, it's very hard to say. Um, there's, there's probably within the, within the suburbs, um, there's probably several pairs. Um, it's just about, you know, from year to year, whether they decide to come back or, you know, sometimes there might be a mortality and, and finding a new mate. Um, yeah, but within the, the core of the CBD, it's, it's hard to say at the moment without spending lots and lots of time, um, searching, um, which I've, I've done, but wasn't able to find anything this year, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, as, as I said before, if anyone knows anything, um, yeah, contact me on email, so taylor.headland at flinders.edu.au. The fact that they're there and people everywhere, and I crossed a road oh, a couple of years ago, I reckon, Grenfell Street in the city. It was uh, lunchtime, a sunny day, people everywhere, as you can imagine, around one o'clock, mm-hmm. and traffic, yep. you know, buses, cars, Deliveroo riders and people, and a yep. mouse ran across the uh, the pedestrian crossing with us, believe it or not. And uh, just thinking now, well, if there was a, a kestrel hovering above that spotted it in amongst all the chaos, uh, w- would it swoop or would it be put up? by people everywhere so it's it's probably more likely to use the, the green areas of the city to hunt ah, okay. um, using those those uh, sealed surface areas um, is, is pretty unlikely um, it might um, potentially use um, bugs attracted by the street lights later at night mm. um, uh, to hunt I'm not quite sure about whether it really does that um, but anecdotally other kestrels around the world have, have done that Okay. Um, but yeah, more likely to to use the Victoria Parklands to hunt. I've seen them doing that before. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So out out that way, or maybe out west, or, or for that matter, south and east, uh, south and north as well. So they do move away from their nest to to hunt. Yeah. So yeah, during the breeding season, the male will um, go out and search for food and and bring it back to the back to the female while she's sitting on the eggs. And then when the chicks are about 10 days old and they're able to um, thermoregulate, then both the male and the female will go in um, and hunt for food. Um, And, yeah, they'll probably go back to their favourite feeding grounds wherever that little green space is in the the city or suburbs uh, Mm. to hunt. Is there enough food around the city for them? I guess there must be if they're here. Yeah, that's right. There's... um, there's definitely enough enough uh, mice and and little bugs and insects and and birds around to to attract them, and it's just that that reliable food source um, sort of dictates uh, how many birds you'll get as well. All right, all right. And the fact you say they they they're known at least overseas to swoop on insects around streetlights at night, so they're they're obviously not confined to hunting in the daytime. No, no, that's right. Yeah, they're known to shift sort of shift their, their hunting habits to either earlier earlier in the morning or later in the day, um, sort of depending on the on the heat, but also mm-hmm. um, known to exploit um, the artificial light at night um, that's generated within the city and um, and supplement their you know, their usual feeding times of early in the morning mm-hmm. and late but later in the afternoon as well. Yeah. With fan- that. They're around the place, obviously, uh, strike birds. Not that big, but when you see them hovering, they do look impressive. And they've got the remarkable ability. You see this with owls and other things. They can keep their, their heads still and their bodies move when they're hovering. It's, it's incredible. Yeah, they're one of the two, the two bird species in Australia 
uh, raptor species that do that. And yeah, it's it's remarkable, absolutely amazing. If you're able to see a, a slow mo footage of it, it's yeah. very impressive. Yeah, it is. So, for anyone looking out, apart from looking out on on buildings and and the like, what what colours are they? They white or or reddish? You know, I guess we see them out in the country. Got a fair idea, but just describe one. So they've um, they've got a, a white breast, uh, and then they're they're rufous coloured back, and the males have uh, grey heads mm. um, and a grey uh, tail, and then the females have got a, a rufous head or rufous all around on the back. Okay, all right. Um, yep. So if you see them around, how long do the chicks take before they start to leave the nest? Um, so the the incubation period is about 30, uh, 25 days, yeah. and then they'll um, hatch, and then they'll be there for about 30 days, and then they um, will fledge, and they depend on the parents for another couple of weeks, and, and then they'll be off. Right. Okay. So even from a great height, they're not afraid to take that first leap. No, no, they're they're very um they're very bold. Yeah, right. Okay, all right. So they know what they're doing clearly. Amazing. Yeah. Would would we hear them in the city? I, I don't know how do you describe their their cry. Is it a screech or a call or whatever it is? Would would they make that sort of piercing you know falcon sound? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, especially um when they when the male um is out hunting to feed the chicks when they're young, um. They, uh, the female and the male will vocalise to each other, and yeah, it's quite a, quite a distinct, um, high pitched, sort of uh, chatter, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite distinctive, and, and once you've heard it um, and you hear it again, you'll you'll definitely be able to pick it up. Alrighty, there we go. So now, um, Taylor, give us that email address in case anyone sees any around the CBD area, the parklands or the city itself, hovering around looking down for a tasty mouse or something to eat at all times of the day or night. What's mm-hmm. the best best way to get in touch again? So my Flinders email address is taylor.headland at flinders.edu.au. Terrific. All right. So there it is, looking out for kestrels. And this goes to what? Towards your PhD. And, and what else would happen with that information? Just the, the curiosity factor of them being in the city? Yeah. So one of the, um, well, a few of my PhD chapters um, rely on um, locating nesting sites. Mm. Um, and then uh, once we know, you know, that those birds are territorial around those nests, um, you know, we are able to um, to catch them, to put GPS trackers on, um, take blood to look at some health indices um, and and the like, which is really exciting. Um, so we get an idea about um, how the birds are faring um, health-wise mm. and, and where they're moving, which is really exciting. And presumably you can't be afraid of heights. <laughs> no, well, we catch, them on, we catch them on the ground. Oh, do you? But, All right. <laughs> yeah, so we don't have to, but we... Um, if we're able to, we'll, we we get up to the nest and, and put cameras on as well to right. see what the what the parents are bringing back okay. um, to feed the chicks. So they, they don't yeah. mind you being nearby. I'm sure they they might get upset at that. Yeah, it's it's important to um, to not disturb the nest too yeah, much. So, yeah. so we do it fairly quickly. Yeah, right. All right, very good. Taylor, good luck with it. I hope it goes well for you. I hope you find some in the city. Let us know if you do as to where they are. That'll be very interesting to find out. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks Good for having me on. Pleasure. Taylor Headland, my guest. He is a PhD candidate at the Bird Lab, Flinders Uni, and uh, they're looking for these raptors, the Nankeen kestrel.
which is a, a small, relatively, native bird of prey living in urban areas of Adelaide, particularly the CBD or surrounds, parklands. So if you see any hovering in the sky, the uh, web address again or the email address is uh, taylor.headland at flinders.edu.au. 5AA Nights with Matthew Pantelis.